the big footy story of the week has been the appointment of Ross Lyon at the St Kilda Footy Club. Um, there's been a lot of pain at the St Kilda Footy Club for a long, long time, and they get their man back. He's spent uh, the best part of a decade um, outside the St Kilda Footy Club, had a stint at the Dockers, but he's back uh, with the Saints, which is amazing. So good luck to Rossi. Um, and, but to join us and to talk to us all about Ross Lyon and what he's like inside uh, a footy club is a 171-game legend with the Fremantle Football Club, 254 goals, and that is uh, Hayden Valentine. G'day, Hayden. Hi, mate. How are you? Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, Really excited to get you on, mate. Uh, Tell us, uh, what is um, Ross Lyon like as a a footy coach? Um, The easiest way to explain him, he's very hard but very fair. Um, Everyone everyone has their own perception of him, but... Dealing with him for eight years firsthand, I've worked out if you work hard, do the right thing by the team, um, he'll give you he'll give you everything he's got as well. So yeah, I, I wouldn't have too many bad words to say about Rossi. And it, did, does it um, excite you that he is, he's returned to coaching? Yeah, definitely. He's too good not to be coaching. I think um, you know I'll probably probably go get a St Kilda membership myself. Say so I'm, I'm still in, on his bandwagon. So it's um. No, it's great to have him back, and I think the press conferences after games will be uh, all the more better for it as well. <laughs> See, that's what fascinates me, and that's what I sort of love about Rossi, that you can go back in time and uh, just get these pearls of wisdom from his uh, press conferences. Was that him and was that just another part of him uh, coming out with those one-liners? Like, did he have them in, inside the club as well? Yeah, definitely. In our... In our um in our meetings, you'd normally get one or two every meeting. So I don't know. <laughs> he must think of them at night time and write them down and put them under his bed because he's got plenty of them. But yeah, he's the little one-liners. It's, it's just a funny way for him to get his point across because it, it makes you cackle, but you remember it as well. So he's um yeah he's, he's pretty good at getting his point across in those in that sense as well. Now tell us uh, when when you arrived at the footy club, um, uh, he he wasn't there, so you had to had to have a sort of a changeover uh, when he did arrive. Were you uh, remember the night that uh, he left St Kilda to go to the Dockers? It was a very strange night. Did you ever think that uh, that was happening, or did you have any idea? No, we we're in the off season, so we we were um, we were just about to go on holiday actually. Yeah, and. Um, and yeah, I actually got a phone call from Ross, like just saying hello and coming to the club, and um, it was just on my voicemail. And then I, I called him back, and he was very up and about, and couldn't wait to get stuck in. And um, yeah, that first preseason, it was just ripped back to bare basics, you know, just basic, simple handball games during training, basic, simple kick drills, just to start from yeah, just start from the from the rawness of footy, and then build it up from there to what ended up being a um, a team that played in the grand final. Now, we, we, we spoke to Stephen Milne last week and it was great to, to hear him and uh, his memories of Rossi as well. Uh, but he obviously loves the small forwards and uh, Milne was saying, as, you know, as soon as Ross got there, he gave him the three-year deal and told him, look, don't worry about it, you'll be playing for us. Was he similar to you when uh, he rocked up? Yeah, pretty much. I, I think um, the, the way I played, you know, Played my heart on my sleeve, and I went pretty hard at the footy too, which he he liked. And um, one thing he really did like in a small forward is that forward pressure. You know, yep. he really brought that to the forefront in all of our meetings. It started with us. We had to, we had to cause the turnovers from our 
forward half. So, you know, without sounding like a big head, I know myself, Chris Mayne and Michael Walters, we were generally the first picked in the team because we did the hard stuff up front, not kicking goals so much, but um, making those tackles and getting the turnovers for someone to get a goal. So it was um, it was really high on its priority list. So I was um, lucky enough to, <laughs> to be in, in the right area at the right time. And uh, you're also infamous for the <laughs> for in-the-face sort of stuff you had for the opposition players as well. So do you look back with that with fondness? Oh, I was out there to have a bit of fun and <laughs> yeah. I know I pissed a few people off but <laughs> I'm making no apologies about it. I was out there to win games, not make friends. <laughs> Very good. Very good. And uh, I know you, you lost the grand final but uh, was that a really significant event for the, the, the footy club, I bet, uh, when Ross took you to the grand final? Yeah, definitely and gave us a taste of something Ferris never had. It was a taste of a grand final. You know, realistically, if we had a kick straight, we probably would have beat a, an absolute superstar team in Hawthorne. So, um, you know, there's there's obviously disappointment we didn't win it, but there's not many regrets because we gave everything we had out there that day. And um, you know, it was as simple as just not kicking straight and making the most when it counted. Yep, very good. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I was at the game, and yeah, if you yeah, you're right. If you kick straight. Yeah, who knows? Uh, now could have tell, been a different story. Could have been, could have been. That's the thing with Ross. I mean, that was his fourth grand final and, you know, unfortunately it didn't go his way. Um, now tell us, uh, you're into the horse racing now the, you know, and the horse training. Uh, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, train a few horses. Um, I was actually over in Melbourne for the Cox Plate last weekend and had to deal with Rossi on the Friday night. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's a, it's a yeah, great industry to, to fall into after playing 12 years of AFL, fall into something as competitive as racing. I'm, um, yeah, pretty lucky to do so. But my, it's been in the blood my whole life. My dad's a trainer. Um, I used to ride track work before school when I was a kid. So um, it was bound. To, I was always going to get my trainers. I was to train a couple, but yes, exploded into something quite big now and really enjoying it. Should have a should have a good summer this year, I hope. Oh yes, tell us uh, some of them uh, that you got in the stable at the minute, mate. Um, True Attraction, Sentimental Queen and Vogue's Choice. That's probably my top three at the moment. Um, got a little three-year-old by the name of Planet Cash. He's only had one start, ran second, put up a little bit sore, but he's back in work now. So I got a yeah, got a nice little team. All all those four, they're all Saturday quality horses and, um, yeah, should be doing their best work through the summer, hopefully. Has the um, Obviously, you've done it since, you know, you're real little, but uh, getting up real early to train these horses... Uh, there's no worries? No, nah, it's easy. You know, a lot of the boys at footy used to get complain they'd start at 7.30. I'm at 7.30. <laughs> it's just a snack, really. It's just, it's, That's um, smoking. Yeah, we, normally, we normally start about oh, 4.30, I suppose, yep. but we're done. We're done pretty early. We're normally done by 9 o'clock most days. Righto. What, what's the... What's the um, have, you, have you gotten any uh, sort of big winners so far with your horses? Um, I've, I've had a few feature wins. Um, mm. I had two feature wins on a weekend on the, on a Saturday, then a Sunday. So, um, you know, obviously, a Group One is is the is the aim. But um, I've got one that's hopefully going to race in a Group One over here this year. True Attraction will race in the in the Northerly Stakes um, in for uh, five weeks' time, hopefully. So that's um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Myself and the ownership group. Rightio, so we'll have to stay in touch with you to get that tip and see how it's running. That's fantastic. Yep. So, what, what do you expect, uh, Ross Lyon? We'll go back to him and uh, the Saints. What do you What do you expect his first mission uh, would be at St Kilda when he arrives, uh, sort of next week, and they start training? Oh, he's a, he's a man of very high standards. So he'll get in there. He'll 
get the get the whole group together and they will set standards together. They will set standards of what they'll accept and what they won't accept on and off the footy field. So he's not going to get in there and just say this is what is happening. He'll he'll ask them, do you think this is fair? Is this is this what you would accept on the footy field? And you know, if you agree to it, then you're bound by it. Really, if you say I'm I'm in, I buy in, then then you're held account to those standards. And um, as we held ourselves to a really to account really highly through through games and through seasons, and that, that's what gets you through to the to September and, and playing finals footy is holding each other to account, not waiting for Ross to hold you to account. Oh, that's very true, very true. Uh, now tell us um, about the Dockers, mate. Uh, uh, Justin Longmuir, obviously the coach, and he's done a fantastic job so far. Um, but uh, how do you, have you found their trade period and well, their season for 2022? Yeah, probably probably where I expected them to go. They play, to play a couple of finals as a bonus. Um, they, they get a taste for what it's like. It does. It goes up 20, 25% once finals hit the, the pressure and the speed of the game. So they got a taste for it. Um, they got a bit of a lesson that second game against Collingwood, but they'll just learn from it and be better next year, I think. So they've got a really good core group of young players. Bringing a bloke like Yago Mira, he just he can basically... Well, he can't replace David Mundy, but he, he fills that void of David Mundy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they get and they get the big man um, Jackson in. So yes. no, I think they've done. I think they've lost a couple of players, but they've gained um, just as good. Yes. Now, as a Melbourne supporter, I'm pleased that. Uh, oh, is pleased the right word? Not sure the feeling with with uh, Luke Jackson playing for the Dockers, but uh, I sort of knew very early on that he would be there. Yeah, and, he, and he, you know, he's, he's only a young fellow, he's oh. done lots of footy, so it's, a great, it's been a great acquisition for the club, I think. Please look after him, Hayden, and uh, he's, he's, a, he's a lovely player, and look, as a premiership player at the Melbourne Football Club, he's, he's just fantastic. So if you've get a, you get a tip or whatever, just look after Luke, please. I'll look after you. I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> ah, very good. Hey, mate, we'll leave it there. Um, really appreciate you giving us some of your time and your insights into Rossi, the coach. So uh, appreciate it, mate, and good luck with uh, your horses. No worries. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Fantastic. Uh, Hayden Ballantyne, the former Fremantle superstar.